Hear that? It's the sound of you catching up on all the latest and greatest fintech news, trends, and updates thanks to Streetworthy, Yield Street's bi-weekly newsletter. Stay in the know with CEO Melinda Mahiri as he takes a closer look at what's happening in the fintech space, then breaks down what each story could mean for investors like you. Give your portfolio the edge it deserves and subscribe to Streetworthy on LinkedIn today. Welcome to The Yield, the official podcast of Yield Street. Every week, we bring you the latest market insights across our asset classes and products from subject matter experts. Our aim is to break the outdated mold of investing and help you add financial fuel to your ambitions through innovative investing products and strategies, typically unavailable to most investors. Realize your next level with The Yield. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. The views you are about to hear do not necessarily reflect the views of Yield Street. This podcast is intended to be strictly informational and is not intended to be and should not be construed as a research report, investment advice, or the offer or sale of securities or any investment product. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Yield Street's Disruptors podcast, where we sit down with industry leaders and disruptors to discuss how they've reimagined and changed their industries and the leadership skills necessary to create new business opportunities. Today, we're joined by Ryan Serhant, founder and CEO of Serhant, the most followed real estate brand in the world. Ryan is also a producer, best-selling author, and the star of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we're very excited. You know, I think uh, most folks are probably familiar with you and have seen uh, you know some of the disruption you've caused in the real the largest real estate market in the world, particularly in New York. But maybe you could walk them through a little bit about how you decided to create Sirhan. What kind of made you go out and forge your own path? I got into the real estate business in 2008. I was in my early 20s. I moved to New York City actually in 2006 to be an actor. And what they don't teach you in school is actually the business of anything, of how to be an actor, how to make money. So I was really good at playing a tree and dressing up in random outfits, but I, it was very tough to make money. And so I ran out of money. And then what do you do when you're a failed actor? You get your real estate license. And so that's what I did. And I became addicted to it really quickly. I mean, it was a terrible time because Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy and kicked off the Great Recession that day, literally that morning, the day I started. But it was helpful for me because I got to learn in one of the toughest markets in one of the most competitive cities ever. And that's, that's the bulletproof, right? Education that I then had. I then became a real estate broker for the next 12 years from 2008 to 2020. I built eventually the number one selling sales team in New York, top five in the country for five years in a row selling between a billion and two billion in residential real estate a year. And we had a 65 person sales team across multiple cities, lean, mean, efficient, really, really strong, built out ops teams, everything as a, as a real estate team. Like I treated the team as, as if I was building a fortune 500 company when most realtors basically go commission check to commission check, open house to private appointment. Right. And I saw pretty early on, that I was generating leads through content and that there was a there there. The only job that salespeople have, whether you sell real estate, cars, insurance, or software, is to generate business. Like your job is to generate leads. That is your only job. Everything else is part of the work. Your job is to generate new business every single day. If you don't do that, you will fail. 
And so I saw that by creating organic content for free, my customer acquisition cost was then zero. And I could do that. And maybe I could do that for my entire team. And eventually maybe I do that for an entire firm. I also saw that there was no sales training out there. You know, my sales training was go on the street corner, meet people coming out of Saks Fifth Avenue. If they have two shopping bags or more, they're rich, talk to them, try to get them to buy apartments. Like that was sales training. There is no sales training out there that is real, doesn't exist. Or it does and it's like DVDs from the 90s or it's somebody that doesn't actually sell anything anymore or something bullshit. And I realized in 2019 that I had figured out what the flywheel was for the business that I was eventually going to create, which was going to disrupt the traditional real estate brokerage model, which was gonna be content to training to commerce with an underlying tech platform to help agents and salespeople all over the world build their brands to generate leads, to sell more real estate from anywhere to anyone on any device. And so I left the brokerage I was at for 12 years in the middle of COVID in July of 2020, while New York City was 100% on fire and no one was buying here because everyone moved to Texas and Florida. And like a genius, I ran around New York City in a superhero outfit with a six foot long boom mic. So I didn't have to get next to anybody asking them if I should start a residential real estate brokerage. And every single person said, no, you are crazy. New York is dead. Everyone's going to die. Turn on CNBC. Look at the death clicker, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I say, great. If everyone says no, that probably means yes. So we did it. And we launched the company in September of 2020. And it's been about at this point, a year and a half. And we had a banner first year. We are about a total of almost 250 people now. I started with three and we are making inroads across all kind of spokes of our flywheel. And it's a bit scary, but super exciting. And that's, that's kind of how we got here. And so you, you, it's it's so interesting hearing you talk about all this because it's so clear that you had a vision and were destined to carve out your own path no matter what. What about some of those elements that kind of got you where you are? Do you kind of remember going back to uh, as a child and, and seeing these things that you just saw things differently than maybe how people were currently thinking about them? One of my mottos is do more, think less. <laughs> and I think a lot of people have really great ideas. They just don't act on them. They don't do them. They think about them. They talk about them, especially when they're drunk. <laughs> but other than that, they don't actually do them because doing is super hard. Doing is scary. Doing is uncomfortable. What if it doesn't work, right? And I think we used to all have this fear of failure, but I honestly think no one gives a shit about failure anymore. I think people care about being embarrassed more than anything. If it doesn't work out, oh, everybody's gonna know. Like before social, people might not actually know. Like if something didn't work out, you're like, Fuck, I failed. I gotta move home or this didn't work. God, my life. Now it's like, I'm just, I'm a, I don't wanna embarrass myself, right? Everything we put out to the world is super positive all the time. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I believe very strongly too and, and also uh, leading with discipline. I think discipline will carry you when motivation won't. And structure to your day, structure to your minutes, structure to your hours, your quarters, your year 
is incredibly important. And then if you just do more, think less, and stay consistent, then it's endurance for the win. Like, I, I'm not the smartest person here. Like, not the wealthiest person here. I wasn't born with all the gifts and the talents. I'm not even from New York City. I didn't go to these schools. I didn't, I'm not part of these families that are here, right? I was born in Texas. I came here with cowboy boots. Like, but I saw opportunity, so it was open. And I just said, okay, what's one thing I can control? I can control how hard I work. So when everybody else is Netflix and chilling or taking weekends off or going to the movies or going to the beach or feeling entitled to some other bullshit, I will be working and I'll be taking all of their business. And I've done that now for 14 years and it's proven to work so far. And so how much do you think that motto, um, you know, worked in your favor, especially when you talked about coming, you know, coming to New York, thinking that you're going to become an actor, uh, certainly maybe, you know, not as successful there as you would have liked, but you mentioned this aversion to the fear of failure and kind of jumping into the real estate market, especially during, um, what was a historically bad time to probably work in any related industry to real estate. How much do you think that motto really allowed you to succeed when I imagine a lot of folks probably thought that this was a terrible idea? Yeah. Uh, everybody thought it was a terrible idea. Like every single human. I just knew it worked for every other business. You see it content to commerce works for every, I mean, look at the Kardashian, look at Barstool, look at Bobby Brown makeup, look at anything, right? You are generating stories. People buy stories. That's it. Um, look at advertising. Like I don't have a billion dollar advertising budget. I barely even do any advertising. So, you know, I just knew it was going to work. And I'm also sometimes kind of ignorant that way. Like I, I do understand when they say ignorance is bliss. Like if I didn't go head first with blinders on at all times, like I would, I wouldn't get out of bed. I'd be too nervous. I'd be too scared. <laughs> like I'd be too freaked out. Right. And I would just go back to doing what everybody else is doing because it's tried and true. And listen, I haven't changed the way people buy homes. I'm not like changing deeds. I'm not like changing the way people look at houses. And then I haven't invented the platform for a house to sell itself to another house. Whoever creates that is not going to be me. And I also know that it's going to be Elon Musk or someone else. Right. But the process for the entrepreneur who is a salesperson, um, how they make money, how they live their life and how they achieve like a, a limitless livelihood is super important to me. And I never had that guidance when I was in starting in the business or even now. And we wanna provide that for, for everybody and build the biggest business we possibly can. Like I, you know, yes, we are building a real estate company, but we are also a content training and execution company for the gig and creator economy. We just happen to right now be very invested in the real estate section of the gig and creator economy. And by 2025, 50% of the US workforce will consider themselves in some part, part of the gig economy, which means that half of American workers within three years are not gonna wake up every day collecting a W-2 and punching in a nine to five. Like that's insane. And the bachelor degree, the college degree of the future, right? 
is going to be just like, it's going to be digital. It's going to be like this. And it's about people needing to sell something, whatever it is you're selling. You know, there's, look at TikTok. There's people who, there's literally, I follow this person. I don't even know how I even follow them. Or maybe they're just in my For You page all the time. This girl like hula hoops. And she's crushing it by selling like hula hoop classes. So this guy like really knows how to take care of orchids with like banana water. And he's crushing it with courses on, on how to, how to, and books and like how to take care of orchids. There's this other girl I saw. She's like Miss Excel or something. She crushes it at Excel, makes it easily accessible, and you know is able to create a business for direct to learner, so DTL and B two B Excel learning. Like that's crazy. There's also other people that just sell shirts and music, and like that's if you can do that, why would you ever work for somebody else at a job you hate? So I just I don't know. I just I, I believe very very strongly for the future, and. I, that's what I'm building for, I'm not building a company for today, right? I'm building a business for 2030 and I want to be incredibly amazing by, by 2030. And my boss is, even though I run the company, but I do have a boss and that boss is me, right? In 2030, like that guy exists. Eventually I'm going to be him. And if I don't do this right, he's going to fucking come back in time and kick my ass. So, so how do you think about that, right? You're kind of alluding to, um, you know, this this forward-looking vision, and you've kind of teased out this, uh, you know, you're currently focused on real estate, which, you know, leads us to believe that there's quite a bit else that you're thinking about expanding into. But how do you kind of operate between executing and getting done everything you need now while also holding true to what you believe the company can become uh, in that vision, kind of when you think out 5, 10, 15 years? We have vision statements. We have mission statements, right? We have our goals. Um, we are very goal oriented as a company. I'm super goal oriented as a person, not not to the extent at which I let it cripple me because I know a lot of people that are like hardcore goal oriented and it just they, they just kind of seem like they're crazy. Um, but if you don't have a plan, then you just have a dream. And so you have the plan, figure out where you want to get to, and then you break it down. You want to get to X by the end of the year or X by 2030, what do you have to do each year leading up to that point and then break it down then by quarter by month by week by day um you have a thousand minutes a day to be productive right everything else is sleep eating kissing your girlfriend whatever be as detailed as you possibly can in your plan stay super consistent work really really hard and like anything is possible as long as you stay realistic plus 10 percent, right if your goal is by 2030 to get into the nba but you are small and you suck at basketball, like go for it. Why not try? I think it might be really hard. So, you know, maybe don't go for things where your closing ratio is going to be like really, really, really slim. Uh, but also who am I to tell you not to, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Did that even answer your question? <laughs> yeah, in some direction, maybe, maybe another way of asking is kind of just like, what have you learned so far in your career that it has allowed you to kind of, um, or maybe more formalize kind of your process, right? How much did you use to kind of just wing it on a day-to-day basis, but had this idea in your mind, and now you talk about leading, growing, and building a company. How much of that now is really just in the planning process for where you think you want to go? Uh, I winged it for my first couple years until I realized that my mental health, my happiness in this roller coaster of a business called sales was really, really tied to the fact that I just didn't have a plan. Right? You wake up every day and you don't know what's happening. You're like a chicken with your peg cut off. Or the plan is being set by somebody else. So you're waking up and you're listening to someone else's plan every day. 
right? Every day, every day, every day. Either option, either entrepreneurial and you have no plan, or you're a salaried employee and someone else has your plan, will lead to depression, right? Like will lead to unhappiness. And you're either gonna burn out in one of those paths, or you're gonna look back in 10 years and say, what did I do? Like, where's my life gone? And you're gonna realize you only have one life. That's it, that's it. So you better do as much as you possibly can with it, right? For the benefit of you personally, your family, but also the rest of the world. Like, what talents do you have? What, what could you do to change the world in some even small, tiny way that people otherwise would not even get to experience because you just didn't try? So um, I saw that that was a problem for me. And so I set out and I said, okay, I am an independent contractor. I eat what I kill. If I sell a home, I get a commission, I'll pay tax on that commission, and then I live off of whatever's left. I would like to do that a lot of times, you know, as much as I possibly can. I need structure. So I came up with something called FKD, right? So finder, keeper, doer. Because I looked at all these huge companies and it's like, all right, they have structure and tons of money. I don't have any of that. How can I be structured and disciplined as an independent contractor who has no boss, I need to spend time doing three things every day. I need to find business. I need to keep current business. And then I need to do the business and do the work. So in my line of work, what that means is I need to be prospecting, cold calling, meeting people, thinking about my business as a whole movement, right? Finding business, finder time, really important. Then I got to make sure I'm taking care of current customers, current clients, current renters, current buyers, current sellers, right? Keeping the business I do have, because you don't want to forget it, right? That happens to a lot of people. And then I got to spend the rest of my day doing all the work that I just basically set out for myself, because I told myself during the finder time that I was going to go prospect 10 people at a local Starbucks. And then uh, during the keeper time, I realized that I got to go show this apartment and then get that person a microwave. And then I was also going to do an advertising plan where I'm going to send out 10,000 postcards. Uh, So now I got to go do all that stuff. And if I follow that routine of finder, keeper, doer every single day, which in my head is just get, get FKD, or if you sound it out, it's get um, every day, then I will at least stick to the plan. And now I have a boss, right? And now I will schedule my priorities according to finder, keeper, doer, instead of prioritizing my schedule like I was doing when I was just completely winging it. And I was like, oh, I guess today I'm doing da 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 And the next thing you know, it's Friday every week. The next thing you know, a year goes by and you're like, what did I do? Which can be fine if you don't want to grow, right? Like you can tread water all day long. You can be totally fine. Everything's going to be great if you don't want to grow. But I, I would like to, you know, we, we want to grow to the benefit of our, our, you know, myself and also to our company and everybody that, that works here. And so that structure, I think I have never changed from and enables us to do more and more and more every year. And then obviously we start to layer in with people, right? When I learned to leverage my time with other people, you know, like how to use other people through hiring, through incentive plans, getting people to buy into your mission, that's when things really started to take off, both with other salespeople underneath me because they want to work with me. They want to work with my business. I need them because they have that network that I don't have or I'll never have. So I can start growing my sales team and start growing into different geographies. Like my sales team first started growing when I was just a regular real estate agent with sales team, because I couldn't get from the Upper East Side to Tribeca in five minutes. 
And so if I got a call for a listing or a buyer and they were uptown, but I was downtown, I would lose that business because I just wasn't there. So I was like, well, screw that. How do I fix that problem? I'm gonna start building a team. I'm gonna call it the Sirhan team. And I am going to find team members who live in each neighborhood. It's my first goal. So I got somebody on the Upper East, Upper West. I flushed out the middle of the city in terms of different neighborhoods, Gramercy, Chelsea, Flatiron, Midtown East, Midtown West went downtown, Soho, Tribeca, and then the whole Lower East Side, kind of Chinatown, East Village, Battery Park, Financial District, right? Then I went Brooklyn, Long Island City, Bronx, and then I just started going from there. Once those people got too busy, then I started adding to those neighborhoods so that I was always covered. That's a big way that my team first started to grow because it was based on geography, which if you think about it, is similar to like a football team, right? Everyone just has to do their job. I am hiring you because you run fast, you run with ball, you are the running back. You can do other things in my sales team because we're not a football team, but do your job and run the ball. And if we build out the team that way and I'm the quarterback and the coach, then it's just about infinite scale from that point on. And so when you think about this, right, like, you know, so much of, I imagine the company and, and certainly your, your success um, can probably, you know, start with you, right? Your personality, how you've decided to attack and approach each day. As you did scale and grow your company, bring on more and more folks, what do you look for or what did you look for in terms of hiring? Uh, and also, how did you kind of make sure that continuity of messaging and also your ability to kind of impose your philosophies about work, you know, where you were able to pass on to your employees and kind of, you know, again, get everyone running and rowing in the same direction? I don't know if I'm the best leader. I try to be a really great leader. I'm definitely not a great manager. I really don't like managing and I find it, I find it pretty annoying. So I have managers here that work for me. Um, I have 65 employees now or 67, I guess after yesterday and, um, they really help, right. And there's management and there's kind of systems and process, but I lead by example, like I am, you know, first one in last one out. That's both physically, but also like with emails, right. I'm incredibly diligent with how I operate and talk to the entire company. Like my meeting right after you is my monthly departmental meeting where I go through all my updates for the whole, every department, and they also have to update me. It's like, boom, 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 this is how it goes. We're not gonna ever waste our time in meetings, which is why we don't do that once a week. But once a month, everyone's gotta know exactly what everybody else is doing so that we're all on the same team rowing together, like you, like you said. I also make a ton of content. Like I'm putting out content all day, every day. I have two books written that are basically about how to be a worker. I got to work in today's day and age, right? How do you follow up with people? How do you do that? Um, my first book, Sell Like Surian, is really the is the entrepreneurs uh, and salespersons blueprint for how to how to sell, but also how to work, right? How to build, how to build a sales career. My second book, Big Money Energy, is all the secret sauce. So, okay, I know how to do that, but how do I actually make money from it? How do I put it together? How do I have confidence? Like, I'm terrified. I know what to do now, but my palms are sweaty. <laughs> what do I do? And I think every single person in the company sees that. They realize what I do and they want to try to get to my level. I don't, I don't ever want to hire anybody, agent or employee, that doesn't scare me a little bit, right? My dad once said that to me. I think Probably a lot of people have said that, so I don't think it's original. But I don't, I don't want to just hire people to turn lights on or who are just going to push things around. I want to bring in agents that want to be me, that want to take over my job. 
right? Those people are going to work really, really, really higher, you know, hard. I don't want to bring in people that are going to try to kill me in my sleep, but you know, people that are very aggressive, it's only good for all of us. And as far as employees go, I want ones who have massive career aspirations. They want to start their own company. Awesome. Come here. This is going to be your springboard because man, if you have aspirations to start your own company, you're going to work your ass off, <laughs> right? This is not just a job for you. And all of that combined with, I think kind of steady consistency and goal setting um, and risk taking, right? Which is probably that last and final piece is making sure you're taking, taking risk. I think will get us to where I want us to get to. I literally have behind my head. Can you see it? Hold on. That's one B behind my head so that every zoom I ever do. And every time I turn around, I am reminded that I told everybody that we'd be a billion dollar brand in five years. And so I put it there and terrify me every day <laughs> and to put, to shove my foot in my mouth. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, you, you entered into a more traditional industry, right? Um, I would say yeah. primarily anchored by really large, well-resourced, huge companies, the Douglas Elements of the world uh, and beyond. Yes. Um, Why did you hate that path? And like in doing so, what would you say you really change and how are they kind of starting to emulate you in ways that they probably couldn't invent or create themselves? I interviewed with every real estate brokerage ever for the couple years prior to me starting my own company. I always knew I kind of wanted to do my own thing, but I was secretly kind of hoping that another firm would convince me I didn't have to because it's so much work and it is so expensive and it is so risky. And like, what if it didn't work out, you know? And I went to everybody and I was like, what are you going to do for me? Why are you the future? And how are you going to change the way people like me buy and sell homes uh, in 2030? And dude, no one could answer. It was like, I came in there and asked like a, a, you know, calculus problem. Like the, the, they were like, we invest in our people. It's like, Oh, great. <laughs> Sweet, solid answer. And my thinking was more and more people are getting into real estate every year than ever before. It used to be that about 30 to 40,000 people would get licensed in the United States every year. Now it's about 150,000. Less and less people are going to college. More and more people are becoming entrepreneurs, becoming independent contractors. So the business isn't going away. It's actually only going to get bigger and bigger. No technology company has figured out how to replace salespeople. If anything, they've given salespeople more tools to make themselves even better and even stronger and even more useful to their clients. But they're scattered. Salespeople are independent. They're all over the place. They're somewhat messy right? There's, there's no training. There's no education. They don't know what to do half the time and they are completely disconnected. And also one of the loneliest occupations that there is like you work for yourself by yourself, not in an office, you work from home, you go meet people who are mad at you half the time. Like sweet. That sounds awesome. Right? No culture, anything. So we're building a couple things. One is a virtual world. It's called universe. Your entire brokerage life will be completely virtual. Meaning that if you're in an office, one of our offices in one of the major cities, great. If you're not, no problem, because we are all equal. Regardless of where you are, what you look like, what you're wearing that day, you're all equal in a 3D landscape, right? Where all of your work gets done, your whole intranet is there, all of your documents, how you operate, how you talk to clients, everything. That's also fun, 
right? And then we started building that, even though it was totally risky. We also saw over the past couple of years, I'd see 14 year olds, 16 year olds, that in their bedrooms, they'd have a one computer screen on at all times. And it would be Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite, Medal of Honor, one of those, right? And it's like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, aren't you gonna break your TV? Don't you turn video games off when you're done? Like, oh no, that's where my friends are. Oh, light bulb, interesting. Your community is now no longer outside. Your community, your closest friends are completely digital and they're in that screen. I have to do that for independent contractors, for salespeople. And that's how I'm gonna scale virtual culture because culture is very, very hard, completely digitally. I think the only people that have really done it, it's like Discord and Reddit, right? To create a culture surrounded by a, a certain interest. Um, but then you're just text for the most part, right? Who are you? What's your identity? You're, you're almost anonymous, you know, if you want to be. You know, I wanna give people identity and virtual culture, no matter where you are, no matter where you're selling, right? We are all even, we're on an even playing field. We have created an app that allows agents and salespeople to create content edited with music and filters in 16 seconds so that they can send it to their clients in a heartbeat. And you would think that that would have been possible with the camera app or any of the social media apps. Not possible, actually. Who knew? Super hard to do. File's way too big, total pain in the ass. So, so we fixed it. We're building an ed tech product for people to learn how to sell in whatever sales industry they're in and be attached to a sales community of like-minded, hungry salespeople. You know, I did a spinoff show of Million Dollar Listing New York called Sell It Like Sirhan. It was based off the first book. And I went into different industries that were not real estate, teaching people how to sell, like Amanda selling hot tubs, Tim selling wine, right? All these people and help them learn how to sell so they wouldn't get fired, so they'd be able to keep their jobs. And it was wild to see how everything that I knew about selling real estate was actually the exact same in every other industry. And these people were also super lonely. So how do you how do you get them together and build that community? So kind of putting all that together is how I feel we are are disrupting the agent business, which is really what we're in. You know, that independent salesperson business. And to that point, you know. I imagine, you know, with the growth ambition that you had, uh, you know, and especially seeing a more traditional industry, I imagine you had to have some sharp elbows. So kind of walk me through, you know, what trade-offs were you willing to make in terms of making sure that you did not only what's best for you, but what you thought was gonna be most successful? And what considerations did you give to kind of like the status quo and all those that kind of thought you were doing something wrong? And were you willing to not necessarily burn relationships, but more or less uh, you know, dismiss those that uh, you know weren't really going to be helpful to what you're trying to accomplish. I play incredibly nice in the sandbox, right? I work with everyone. You know, I want to be everybody's friend. I want everyone to like me. I think that's pretty natural. Like, I don't want to. I'm not out here to like make enemies or hurt people. I, I'm not out here to hurt other businesses. I think you don't have to steal someone's pie. You just have to make the pie bigger, so there's room for everybody. And I think. I think that's exactly what's happening. I think other people and other companies are, I think there's a mixture of jealousy, envy, and also, you know, I don't know, just a mixture of other negative feelings um, that they have about me because they think that we are uh, moving forward against the traditional models. But I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think that legacy brands and traditional models got me here. I think I'm incredibly thankful. Like 
I, I wouldn't have even been in the real estate business if it were not for the traditional model of selling real estate and being a real estate agent, being a licensed associate realtor, right? In the United States. Um, but I also really, really, really believe that what got you here won't get you there. And if other firms don't believe that, or they're too big to pivot, then, okay, that's where innovation and new companies and entrepreneurs are at their best, right? Like I didn't get us here. Everybody else got us here, yeah, me here. I don't sell $20 million apartments because it's my choice. I do it because New York allows it. Thank you, New York, for being an island that people wanna actually be on. It has nothing to do with me. But the future is completely unpaved. And what gets us there, right, I don't think is what got us here. And so as it, you know, we, we've, we've termed you a disruptor, I think you would agree. Um, you've teased a little bit about 2030. What does your company look like in 2030? And what are some of the other areas that you see are ripe for disruption that maybe uh, could fall under your company's purview? I think we are an international real estate brand. I think we will have agents all over the world who will be able to virtually sell anything to anyone completely virtually. I think there will be agents who are hyper-local who will go outside and do open houses and sell, right? Standard traditional ways. I don't think that will ever change. Uh, uh, but I think that they'll also be able to sell anywhere because they'll have access to be able to bring that product to a market instead of bringing that market to the product. Simply put, if I can virtually show you in real time an apartment in New York City you can buy it from wherever you are versus me having to wait for you to get here to see it physically in person, right? Like it used to be that in order to see a movie, you had to go to the theater, right? And watch a black and white silent film. That was it. And then you go home and I can turn your candles on or whatever and read a book. I think that was it. That's where you went, right? Now you don't have to do that. You know, movies come to you very fast. And I think that will happen with that showing process for real estate. Um, and it, it's already happening now. And I think it'll become ubiquitous by 2030 um, amongst other things, right? And I think that college will have all but gone away with the exception of just a few major brands, right? And I think that bachelor degree will be replaced by sales education. I think sales is the skill set for the new economy. And I think the industries that will follow that disruptive path for the flywheel we're building, um, move into verticals like mortgage, insurance, title, so on and so forth. And so, Ryan, any any kind of closing advice that you'd give to anyone thinking about, or maybe even hesitant about, you know, making that jump and kind of carving their own path, uh, and certainly kind of creating a new way for them to grow both vertically and also just within their career? I think you have to think big, but also write it down. Write down the plan. Don't do it by yourself. Look around you. Who can do this with you? Someone you work with, your wife, your husband, family member, uh, a friend of yours, and write a business plan and really attack it. Like really attack it. How could this not work? What is my fail safe, right? Like for me, if all else fails, everything we just talked about, if all of this doesn't happen, then I own and run a really great real estate brokerage that does well, that's not terrible, okay? So what is your recession plan? 
And what is your bull market plan, right? If everything goes according to your plan. And then just do, think less, do more. And as long as you stay consistent, right? Look at some of the biggest companies out there, just did it for longer, right? As other people fell prey to just different outside issues, you know? And that's it, man. There's so many companies and ideas that are sitting inside people's heads. They just need to go do them. Pretty simple advice, but uh, we appreciate it. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us today. For all of our listeners, be sure to subscribe to the show and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and leave a review if you're enjoying the content. Thanks again, and see you for our next Disruptors show coming soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Yield. For the latest updates on the alternative investing space, go to yieldstreet.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts as this will help other investors like yourself find our show. If you have any questions, please visit us at yieldstreet.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week. The Yield Street podcast you just heard only reflects the opinions of the host, who is an associated person of Yield Street and does not necessarily reflect the views of Yield Street or any of its affiliates or other associates. The podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be and should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security and is not an offer or sale of any securities or investment product. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended to be and should not be construed as investment advice. Support for this podcast comes from Yield Street. Trying to time the stock market can lead to regret. At Yield Street, our alternative investments are designed to create predictable secondary income streams, providing you with tools to help put your money to work immediately. These investments in asset classes like art, real estate, and legal finance typically have low correlation with the stock market and target annual yields up to 7 to 10%. Welcome to the next generation of investing. Welcome to Yield Street. Sign up today at yieldstreet.com.